0: Hello, I'm Jonathan Keeble, and I'm your guide for this Walk Talk Tour. Before we start, I'd like to tell you how the commentary works, so you can make the most of it. Your Walk Talk Tour plan shows each of the commentary points, and the route to follow between them. I'll start each segment by telling you which commentary point we have reached, and, when I've finished, I will tell you how to get to the next. I'll then ask you to press pause now, so you can press play when you arrive there. Commentary Point 1. The Town Hall. Opened in 1877, Manchester's Town Hall is a potent reminder of Manchester's power and prestige as the world's first industrial city. The dominant clock tower stands 286 feet, that's 87 metres tall, and the peal consists of 24 bells. Incredibly, Manchester had no council or corporation to govern its affairs and manage its growth until 1838. Indeed, the absence of a corporation or restrictive trade guilds may have acted as catalysts for Manchester's rapid economic growth. Writing at the time, diarist Daniel Defoe remarked that Manchester was "...the greatest mere village in England." Architect Alfred Waterhouse designed this town hall in the Gothic style, as the corporation had outgrown its old premises in King Street. He successfully fitted the building into the irregular site and modelled it on the medieval cloth and town halls in Flanders. Manchester's emergence as a textile centre can be traced back 600 years, when King Edward III invited some Flemish weavers to settle in England. They established a reputation as skilled weavers of Fustian, a combination of linen and cloth. Further immigration from France and the Low Countries helped put Manchester on the textile map. As you face the Town Hall a statue of Edward III stands to the left or on the Princess Street side in recognition of his contribution to the creation of Manchester's textile trade. Just inside the entrance you'll find statues of two eminent scientists both former Manchester residents. The seated one is John Dalton, who established that every chemical element can be uniquely characterised by its atomic weight. Opposite Dalton's statue is one of his former pupils, James Prescott Joule. In 1840, Joule discovered the relationship between electrical current passing through a conductor, its resistance, and the heat so produced. This became known as Joule's Law, and the internationally recognised unit of energy, the Joule, was named after this Salford-born physicist. The entrance hall has a low vaulted ceiling and the sculpture hall is located to the right of the main entrance. Richard Cobden and John Bright are among the notables commemorated. The first floor is often referred to as the bees because a mosaic of bees is inlaid on the tiled landing floor. The insects are a symbol of industry and they also appear on the city's coat of arms. Moving to the great hall you will discover the highlight of the town hall's interior sixteen murals painted by Ford Maddox Brown. Each one depicts a scene from the city's past, beginning with the Romans constructing a fort in the late 1st century. The ceiling is decorated with the coats of arms of the major cities and countries with which Manchester once traded. Now turning your back to the town hall, face Albert Square. The square takes its name from the large statue in front of you which depicts Queen Victoria's husband, Prince Albert. The statue to the left is of Liberal Prime Minister William Gladstone, of whom Queen Victoria once remarked, Mr. Gladstone addresses me as though I were a public meeting. The statue to the right is of one of the foremost radical politicians of the 19th century, John Bright. Rochdale-born Bright was a passionate supporter of free trade, and a leading light in the anti-corn law movement. The laws ensured that when the price of British corn fell below a certain level, duties would be imposed on imported corn, which meant bread prices became inflated. The campaign was a success. The corn laws were repealed in 1846. The saying, what Manchester says today, the rest of England says tomorrow, had its roots in Bright's campaigning. Albert Square is the focus of civic celebrations. In 1999, jubilant Manchester United supporters celebrated winning the treble of FA Cup, Premier League, and the European Champions League here. In 2002, an enthusiastic crowd celebrated the arrival of the Queen's Jubilee baton, marking the arrival of the Commonwealth Games in the city. From mid November, the square is